This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. Hello, you sexy sat stackers, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. I apologize for coming to you just a little bit late. It is technically Thursday, not DCA Wednesday today. It is about 6.46 in the morning here in not-quite-so-sunny South Florida, Uh, so we're a little over. Missed that deadline by about seven hours, but I had a lot of things going on, and rest assured, for those of you stacking along at home, I did my DCA stack last night. Hopefully you did yours as well. So um, the stats I'm going to recite here in a minute are delayed a bit. At the time I did my stack, it was, of course, Wednesday, January 11th, 2023, That was our stack number 77 in our DCA Wednesday series. At the time, Bitcoin was sitting at a block height of 771,513, and the price had pumped up to $18,202. That's like a 1,400, 1,500-ish higher than last week, Uh, a significant price increase, or 5,491 sats per dollar, which was a just under 500 sat per dollar uh, increase in the price of Bitcoin or decrease in the cost of Bitcoin US dollar wise. Along those lines, Bitcoin's market capitalization has soared another 26.6 billion to 350.6 billion. It was 324 billion a week ago on Wednesday. So, and it had been hovering around the 320 billion uh, range, 300 billion dollar market cap since about the beginning of November, really since, Last June, it had gone up a few times, I think as high as almost $400 billion, but um, that was just briefly, and then it came back down into the 300-teens or $320 billion range. Along those lines, if you value your wealth in shiny yellow rocks, it will cost you 9.7 ounces of the yellow metal coins to purchase just one Bitcoin. Despite the fact that uh, on a U.S. dollar value, gold has been on a tear, it's it's not in all-time high territory, but last time I checked, it was well over 1,800 US dollars an ounce, and it had been at like 1,600 an ounce. So despite the fact that the price of gold is way up in US dollar terms, it is down in Bitcoin terms, costing you 9.7 ounces of gold for just one Bitcoin. And um, the mempool has just all of a sudden exploded. I don't know if that had uh, anything to do with somebody consolidating or 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 what the story was, because uh, last night, the mempool had, was 36 blocks with the transactions pending in the mempool. That's just insane. Uh, you know, it had been averaging like three blocks the last, uh, well, the last three episodes in a row, it was three blocks with the transactions pending in the mempool. Uh, and of course, you know, at nights and weekends, it had been going down to, to less than a block. Currently, we're looking at about 14 blocks pending in the mempool. So about half of those have cleared out since then. Uh, that was that was interesting to see. I have not seen the mempool that busy in a long time. Along those lines, uh, the fee estimator I'm looking at says that if you want to guarantee your on-chain Bitcoin transaction is included in the very next block, uh, they're recommending a fee of 15 sats per byte. I was looking at transferring some sats from my Moon Wallet last night, uh, actually to not to my Lightning node, 
well, to my Lightning node, but to the Bitcoin wallet on my Lightning node because I wanted to, uh, I wanted to use it to open another channel. Uh, and it freaked out when I tried to enter a one sat per byte transaction. I mean, it would have let me send it. Moon Wallet would let you, it would let you send a one sat per byte transaction, but it said that it was t estimating it would take days to weeks for that transaction to clear. Uh, so I just aborted. I didn't send the transaction because I knew that that would go back down uh, in lieu of messing around with replaced by fee. Uh, but and it is down a little bit. I didn't. I, I have no idea how long it would take to clear out tonight. But I'm assuming if Bitcoin is if, if Bitcoin acts like it normally acts, unless something crazy happens this afternoon, uh, we'll see Bitcoin go back down to uh, to where you can squeeze in those the, the volume of Bitcoin uh, settle back down to where you can squeeze in those one sat per byte transactions maybe later this evening. Did I mention it is extremely cold? I don't know if you can see. I'm actually playing around in my new studio. Uh, that's one of the things that. That was uh, that's delayed a couple of my a couple of my more recent podcasts. Is I'm I'm testing video. I don't know if I'm going to post video or not, but I'm sitting here staring into a video camera, um, recording this podcast in video and audio uh, as an experiment. But it is it is freaking cold. It is 51 degrees in my studio right now, and I can freaking see my breath. Uh, I have air conditioning in my studio, but because I'm on the beach in Florida, um, I don't have a heater. <laughs> So maybe I need to move an ASIC in here. Huh? Anybody, anybody got a spare Antminer S9 I can borrow for a couple of days until this nonsense clears up? It's supposed to get even colder in the next couple of days. I, I think they were saying the low is going to be 43 tomorrow night. Uh, so, hey, you guys up north, keep that shenanigans to yourselves, will you? All right, back, back, to, uh, back to those transactions and statistics. The transaction volume of Bitcoin, uh, the, the statistic you know I like to follow, Bitcoin's 24-hour on-chain transaction rate average is uh, up significantly from last week. Last week wasn't too shabby. There were 3.30 transactions per second, and that's usually indicative of a pretty healthy on-chain activity. Right now, we're looking at 3.45 transactions per second. That is just zooming, uh, and that is cool. And usually that's, that, as, as, as we've said before, usually in my experience, that has corresponded with an uptick in Bitcoin price. Maybe that's why the mempool is so full. People are starting to FOMO in, because if you remember, I'm not the only one here. But I've been saying, regardless of whether you buy Bitcoin at 15 or 16 or 17, as long as you're buying under the previous all-time high of 69,000, in the not-too-distant future, you're going to look back on these as cheap sats. Um, but there were so many of you out there convinced that Bitcoin's going to go lower. And who knows? I don't have a crystal ball. Bitcoin might go lower. You might get those 15,000. Who knows? You might even get $10,000 Bitcoin. But you can't guarantee it. The only thing you can guarantee is that you can stack more sats right now at the current price. Uh, and so maybe people are FOMOing in. I haven't really researched a whole lot into that. Again, it's only 6.50 in the morning here. Uh, so uh, that is, that's pretty busy considering, you know, Europe is awake and doing business, but most of the United States is still asleep. And a lot of the on-chain transaction volume takes place in the United States. I know places in Africa, et cetera, are just whooping our fannies when it comes to uh, Bitcoin adoption, peer-to-peer -peer transactions, et cetera. Uh, but not a, a lot of that isn't on-chain transactions. You know, they're using either Lightning or they're they're either the swapping with like in Bitcoin Beach. They have their own wallet. I mean, it's both Lightning and they have their own wallet. Of course, Bitcoin Beach in El Salvador, not Africa. But you understand my point. And technically, the people in uh, Bitcoin Beach are probably asleep right now as well. Uh, are, are they on Central U.S. Central Time? I forget. Uh, Central America and Mexico have some weird times. I used to live in Arizona. And when I would cross over the border from Arizona into Mexico, all of a sudden I'd be an hour different, even though I was due south because uh, they were on Pacific time. Uh, but other parts of Mexico were not. And quite honestly, I, I haven't paid attention to what time zone El Salvador is on. So 
Uh, all I know is it's probably later and a lot darker than here, and the sun isn't even up here yet. All right, so uh, last time we spoke, we had just had a, pre, a, a Bitcoin mining difficulty adjustment of a minus 3.6%. Uh, part of that was because you remember we had that huge winter storm in Texas, and a lot of the miners, the commercial miners in Texas, did exactly what they promised to do. That is, they shut their mining operations down so that that power could be used for homes and other businesses. Uh, so they wouldn't have blackouts, brownouts like they had a couple winters ago. Uh, and it functioned exactly as intended. And that's not to say that there weren't power issues in, in Texas, but it wasn't Bitcoin's fault. Uh, and as a result, about 30% of Bitcoin's network hash rate shut off. So we're seeing a lot of hash rate in Texas. Uh, of course, that's better than, 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 than uh, it consolidating in China, for example. Um, but... It's all back on now, and as a result, uh, that network is just zooming right along, and, and we are no longer looking at another difficulty decrease. We're looking at a massive increase, anywhere from uh, 9 to 11%. Currently, it's looking like about a 9.8% difficulty increase to mine the next Bitcoin block. Uh, that's, about, uh, that's about three days from now. It's looking like it's going to be on January 15th. Last week, it was looking like that was going to be on January 17th. So that's how fast those blocks have been zooming in. Currently, they're averaging 9 minutes and 7 seconds per block. That is significantly faster than the 10 minutes per block that Satoshi Nakamoto intended when he wrote the Bitcoin core protocol. And that's why we have those difficulty adjustments and why we're looking at a substantial difficulty uh, increase, even more than the 3.7 or 3.6% we gave up about two weeks ago. So that's fairly significant. Real quick, let's take a look at that stack we did while, uh, while I was not broadcasting. Uh, it was about 10 o'clock at night last night. I was busy. Uh, I, didn't have the, I just didn't have the time to get out here to the studio and, and start recording. I was, actually, I was also a little bit under the weather, and there were some other things going on that I'm not going to talk about. So I did my stack. I've done this once before. If you recall, I was stranded in an, Al in an airport in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I had to do my stack and then record the next day uh, when, we were, when we were back in Florida. Uh, so I did do my stack. Uh, we purchased a little more expensive than we than we purchased previously. Again, we purchased at a eighteen thousand two hundred and four dollars and fifty cents per Bitcoin. That only scored us a hundred only only scored us a hundred seven thousand three hundred ninety one sats, significantly less than the hundred and sixteen thousand sats we'd gotten the week before. Still more than a hundred thousand sats for a twenty dollar investment, guys. So uh, if you're if you're if you're looking at the price going up. Um, you're still, we're, we're still early. 100,000 sats for 20 bucks is, uh, is pretty amazing. You know, if we do get hyper-Bitcoinization one day, and, uh, you know, if Bitcoin hits a million dollars a coin, uh, what, what, what that translates into uh, about a penny, a penny per sat. So 100,000 sats would be uh, $1,073.91. That'd be a, pretty, hecky, a pretty, pretty hefty return, but there are those predicting an even higher uh, price for Bitcoin. Uh, was it Fidelity? One of the one of the institutions out there predicted one billion dollar Bitcoin in the next ten years. Uh, well, that would just be amazing. Uh, I'm not hanging my hat on a billion dollar Bitcoin, but a million dollar Bitcoin wouldn't be too hard to believe. And if we can go to a million, maybe we can go to ten million. And at ten million dollars a coin, that that's well, that's dollar sat parity, right? So uh, that'd be a hundred and seven thousand three hundred ninety one dollars for just twenty dollars of the Bitcoin, and that's. That might seem ridiculous, but if you remember in the 2017 bull run, every news article out there, every, every story about Bitcoin was saying, if you'd only invested $20 in Bitcoin you know, eight years ago, you'd be a millionaire today. Well, that's how that happens. 
you know, and as, as Bitcoin, as Bitcoin adoption grows, um, you know, the, the, the number go up technology behind Bitcoin is, is such that as adoption grows, remember, there's only going to ever be 21 million Bitcoin total. So as more people are using Bitcoin, as more businesses are using Bitcoin, if banks or countries start using Bitcoin to settle their debts, uh, there's that. That Bitcoin's going to get a lot more scarce, a lot more sought after, and of course, anything that's more scarce and more sought after is more expensive. Think rare bottles of wine, Rolex watches, Banksies. It's not something that's unique to currencies. It's unique to scarce objects in general, and that is the genius of, you know, the decreasing, uh, having the decreasing minor reward uh, payout. That, speaking of which, we're zooming in on the next having. Uh, well, at the time of this recording. Uh, we're about 68,000 blocks away from the next halving, and that's going to be anywhere between March and June of 2024, and that means that the amount of Bitcoin mined by miners each time they find a block, the new Bitcoin rewarded to miners, not the, not the fees, but the brand new, well, technically all Bitcoin has always existed since the code was, since the code was launched, but it's not issued, it's not rewarded to miners until they find a block, and sometime a little over a year from now, the amount of Bitcoin given to miners for finding a new block is going to get cut in half. When that happens, there's going to be less Bitcoin for miners to sell. Keep in mind, a large portion of the Bitcoin that's out there available for you to buy right now, for you to add to your stack, is coming when large companies like Riot or Marathon or even some home miners, most home miners I know are, are, are stacking all their sats, but some have to sell, to, you know, whether it's for an expense or whether it's just to cover their expense. Their, their operating expenses are some huge personal business expense, but miners, they have to sell. When you've got a billion dollar operation, you've got, you know, if you're running 40,000 or 100,000 ASICs, you've got a really heavy duty electric bill. And unless you just keep going into debt uh, to finance that electric bill, you got, they got to sell some of their Bitcoin. And they are, they've sold a lot of Bitcoin in the last year. Uh, and uh, the amount of Bitcoin that will be available for them to sell is going to be cut in half. And that is why, at least I believe that is why, we have seen every four years a bull run about six to 18 months after the halving where Bitcoin sets a new all-time high. If history repeats or even rhymes, that halving is going to be in you know March, April, May, or June of 2024. And uh, man, if you, if you haven't been around for a halving, it's exciting. The 2020 halving was a little different because we had had the virus and the world was locked down and people couldn't travel. But right before March of 2022, people were planning on huge having parties all over the world. Um, one of the biggest I knew about was going to be in Tel Aviv, Israel, but they were everywhere. They were in Germany. They were in you know, San Francisco, Los Angeles, before California completely barricaded itself off. Um, and it's going to be the same way. You're going to, if you have not been through a having, it is exciting. It's kind, of, it's, kind of like, it's kind of like a holiday that only happens every four years, so it's bigger than Christmas to, to the average Bitcoiner. Uh, and, and then... Um, just the FOMO is going to kick in. Uh, people are going to people are going to realize that that they should have stacked that sixteen thousand dollar Bitcoin. Just like in 2020, people realized they should have stacked that three thousand dollar Bitcoin. And if history repeats, we're going to go blowing right past sixty nine thousand uh, to who knows where, but it'll be higher than sixty nine thousand. Usually, well, the last having we had our previous all time high had been was less than twenty thousand, so it was like really seventeen or eighteen thousand, depending on where you get your data. But let's just say twenty. And in the new all-time high was 69,000, so uh, round up to 70. So Bitcoin went from 20 to 70, which is more than 3x. So if Bitcoin 3x is its all-time high again, that's, you know, 70 times 3 is 210,000. So 
150000 to $250,000 is not out of the realm of possibility. Of course, you know, we saw institutional FOMO during the 2020 halving, but nothing like we're going to see because a lot of the on-ramps and a lot of the infrastructure for these, uh, for these financial institutions didn't exist yet. And they're still building, they're still building their network infrastructure. They're still building their, they're still learning. They're still building their custodial infrastructure. So their ability to FOMO in during the next having bull run will be unlike anything we've ever seen. If you think the institutions are here now, uh, you just wait. Um, 2024 is going to be really exciting either way. And speaking of really exciting, one thing that's keeping me nice and warm is I'm able to drink my, my uh, this is not a sponsor, but I'm drinking a, uh, I'm drinking a, a, a pot of New Mexico's pinon nut roasted coffee and his red truck roastery or whatever. It's good stuff. If you haven't had it, it's really nutty. It's fantastic. I don't drink a whole lot of coffee. When I do, I like to drink really good coffee. Normally, I drink like a 100% Kona blend. I drink it black, not because I'm a psychopath. Like if you've read those stories, it's people who prefer their uh, coffee black tend to have psychopathic personality disorder or other sociopathic disorders. I drink it black because I saw all those health, uh, health podcasts, health shows, health articles where they were talking about the health benefits of, of coffee, the antioxidants, and its ability to help streamline your blood sugar, uh, help you lose weight, stand shape, et cetera. And they all said that the minute you add any coffee or, or creamer to Bitcoin, it completely removes all of those health benefits. And in fact, sometimes it makes it worse. So I forced myself to start drinking my coffee black. And therefore, I like it to have a little bit of flavor. And the, this New Mexico traditional roast pinon coffee just got a little bit of nuttiness from those pinon nuts. It's fantastic. You also might have noticed I have a little bit of new swag here. Not only do I have my sexy new Space Coast Bitcoin hat, but my sexy new Space Coast Bitcoin coffee mug. Uh, those are not available to the public yet, but they, they will be in the not-too-distant future on uh, SpaceCoastBitcoin.com or whatever that website is. Uh, once that stuff is available to the public, I'll make sure I definitely pimp it because, hey, a lot of people that are into Bitcoin are also into tech, and this is the Space Coast here in sunny central, south central Florida where, where when we go to the moon, literally we're going to launch from here. Uh, where when, when we went to the moon last time, this is where we did it. Uh, and rocket scientists tend to be Bitcoiners, and Bitcoiners tend to be really in kind of space nerds. So I think it's really cool. And uh, I'm sure a lot of other people will too. All right. So some of the things that were in the news, uh, well, the, one of the things that was just everywhere uh, the beginning of this week, Monday, Tuesday, even yesterday, was the Joe Rogan podcast uh, where uh, he had that absolute imbecile on talking about how Bitcoin was finally crashing to zero because you know, it was going to its intrinsic value. And basically everything he uttered was completely wrong. Uh, and everyone was up in arms about that. And Guy Swan on his Bitcoin Audible did a really fantastic point-by-point -point rebuttal uh, of, of, the Joe, of that Joe Rogan episode, as have many other people. It was an entire day's worth of conversation on the Cafe Bitcoin podcast, etc. My take on it's slightly different. This is good for Bitcoin. There's a lot of morons out there who believe that way. Uh, and, and he's not going to sway any Bitcoiners to think, oh my God, all this time I've been investing in something that's worthless. I don't think he's honestly going to sway anybody. What he's going to do is Joe Rogan has a huge, huge audience. More people listen to Joe Rogan than watch CNN and Fox News combined. It's just, he's just the largest, the largest news, the largest news source, the largest podcaster, the largest entertainment personality out there right now. And millions and millions of people watch this moron spew idiocy but more importantly we're just a couple of years out we're a couple of months really less little over a year away from the next bitcoin having that next bull run and those millions of people are going to watch this idiot be spectacularly wrong 
And what leaves a bigger impression in your mind? Watching somebody say Bitcoin is great or watching somebody say Bitcoin sucks or watching somebody say Bitcoin is dead and then realizing it's not. And that's kind of the dynamic that, that gets behind that FOMO of these four-year halving cycles is, you know, a lot of people, they, they're, they pay attention to Bitcoin when their Uber driver is trying to tell them to invest or when their, their entire family is trying to sell them Bitcoin at Thanksgiving or Christmas. And then they see it crash and they hear that it's dead and they just don't hear about it again or they completely forget about it for four years. But then all of a sudden Bitcoin passes its, its previous all-time high and all the news shows, all the networks, MSN, NBC, always, uh, all these networks, all these shows talk about Bitcoin and that, that how exciting it is and that it wasn't really dead. And people say, oh my God, Bitcoin wasn't really dead. Well, this guy's an idiot. And then they feel like I've, I had the opportunity to buy and I'm, I double, I've got a double FOMO. I feel like I'm triple missing out right now. Uh, so that, this ultimately, it's going to be good for Bitcoin. Speaking of morons, Jamie Dimon, you know, the CEO of Chase, Manha uh, Chase Bank, uh, was out there again, calling, uh, hating on Bitcoin, and he called Bitcoin a Ponzi scheme. This isn't the first time he's hated on Bitcoin. You know, four years ago when we were leading up to the last halving, he said he would fire anybody that worked for him that had invested in Bitcoin, like even personally owned Bitcoin. Uh, he was very, very anti-Bitcoin, and he was out there calling it a Ponzi scheme again, but these big banks are hating on Bitcoin, but they're still building Bitcoin infrastructure. You know, Chase is still is still is still uh, is still is still bowing to their customer demand. Uh, you know, J.P. Morgan. Remember J.P. Morgan coined anybody? I mean, they've got their own freaking S coin. Uh, so they're not idiots. The people that are hating on Bitcoin are not that stupid. People think, well, they're so idiot. They're so stupid. I can't believe I can't believe they're such idiots. I can't believe they don't see the you know the value of Bitcoin, and they do. And I don't know whether it's it's the a lot of people think it's because they're stacking their bags and they're trying to load up as, on as much Bitcoin as they can before they let it the, the price rip, and then they'll have you know these fat stacks as as Jesse Pinkman liked to say of Bitcoin, uh, or whether they 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 just want to delay it and suppress it as long as possible because it's a threat to their business model and they just want to milk out you know their their exorbitant privilege as long as possible before the ultimate the inevitable happens. Uh, but the inevitable is happening, and that's the true big news uh, today. Yesterday, El Salvador announced the passing of its digital securities law, and this is gigantic. It does a couple of things. First of all, uh, it reiterates their support uh, for Bitcoin, and Bitcoin is the only legit cryptocurrency. that It separates Bitcoin and crypto, and it says every other altcoin, every other cryptocurrency is a security and will be regulated and treated as such. Uh, so that is big, but it also paves the way for the issuance of those volcano bonds. And I know when the volcano bonds were first announced, there were a lot of people excited about it, but equally there were more people perhaps that were not excited about it. Said, Why would you invest in these volcano bonds? They're an S coin, you know, just buy Bitcoin. And you know, you probably would be better off buying just Bitcoin, but if I have the ability to invest in the volcano bonds, I'm going to do so because I want to support El Salvador. And that's, I think that's, that's the big portion here. Uh, plus there are, there are a lot of people out there that cannot buy still Bitcoin. You know, uh, you can't buy Bitcoin for your, you, unless you have a self-directed you know, IRA, you can't put Bitcoin in your IRA or 401k. Pension funds can't legally hold uh, Bitcoin. Uh, most pension funds are required to own bonds. And so uh, this is just another vehicle that people that can't directly own Bitcoin in their retirement plans or in their personal stash, uh, it's another vehicle for them to be able to get in on, on the next Bitcoin bull run.
Uh, but I want to see El Salvador succeed, and of course, I believe they will succeed. I think it's a no-brainer, but um, I want to help them out any way I can. If that means buying a thousand dollars or two with the volcano bonds, uh, I would feel privileged and honored to help support them. Again, not financial advice. That's just my my personal opinion. All right. Well, I wanted to keep this episode short and sweet, mainly so I could get it out there before we were super far behind. Um, I mentioned that we did our stack already, that we purchased 107,391 sats at a price of $18,207.56. That bumped our total stack up to 5.2 million sats. We have 5,208,362 sats. Of course, as important is it knocked our average cost basis down again by another $231.40. Uh, that's not as much as it knocked it down last week when we knocked $292 off. But uh, so far in January, we've knocked $523.26 off of our average cost basis. And that is really cool because the longer Bitcoin stays on sale, the lower that average cost basis is going to be. And again, nobody's really even going to care about the average cost basis being 16000 or 20000 or 30000 or whatever it is. When Bitcoin's a million, I mean, it's almost moot, right? Um, but um, means that we're getting more sats per dollar uh, than we will be able to get in the future. And uh, hopefully you're stacking along with us because those 100,000 plus sat purchases are not going to be around forever. If you go, you don't have to go back that far to be less than 100,000 sats per purchase. Scrolling through our DCA stack history and um, man, you only have to go back to October when we only got 94,000 sats uh, per, per $20 invested. And if you go back to last summer, not even a year ago, uh, we were only getting 85,000 sats per dollar. Uh, back, of course, when Bitcoin was uh, at its all-time high, not its all-time high, but the highest we purchased Bitcoin uh, was back October 20th of 2021, and we only got 29,635 sats for our $20 investment. So we got, we're, we're getting more than triple the sats right now, guys. And I've said it before. You know, even stacking, uh, even stacking, even DCAing every Wednesday and doing other personal, you know, investing as well. Every time Bitcoin hits a new all-time high, when it hit sixty-nine thousand, I had, I had a real, a real feeling of I don't have enough. You know, I have, I had more than enough satoshis to have made a really, really nice, uh, to have some really, really nice investment income. Uh, to have, and I use that word investment. I know that's kind of a no-no in the Bitcoin community, especially among Bitcoin maxis, because it really is an investment. Investment implies I intend to cent to sell it, and I don't. I intend to use it. But the amount of Bitcoin I'll have available to use, its purchasing power anyway, uh, was going up, and I felt like I didn't. My stack wasn't big enough. Like I had a decent stack. I could, you know, I could do some nice things with my satoshis, but it wasn't intergenerational wealth. It wasn't like I could leave, you know, a legacy to my children or my grandchildren with it. And uh, man, I, I this last cycle wasn't my first cycle. I'm, I'm, I have no excuse. I'm, I'm not even class of 2017. I was literally, like, I should have been class of 2010. Uh, I was really into Bitcoin for its for its technology purposes when it first came out. I knew about it because I had a lot of friends from back in the day that were kind of in the hacking community, a lot of cypherpunks, and people that were into like other things on the internet which aren't necessarily legal where they're at. Uh, so I was exposed to Bitcoin, and and uh, and I remember talking about Bitcoin with them and thinking it was absolutely genius at no point in time that I think it was a Ponzi scheme. 
I didn't think it was going to a million one day. That thought hadn't even crossed my mind. I just thought, this is really amazing. It's really useful. I could see why I could use Bitcoin. But I had just opened up a brand new business. I had sunk my entire life savings into opening a, a small business. And I didn't have the time to do more than just a casual thought about it. But we'd get together and have cigars and whiskey and, and, uh, and, and sit and talk about things. And Bitcoin is one of the things we talked about all the time. So I know what it's like to kick yourself for not getting in. And everybody buys Bitcoin at the price they deserve. And I got in a lot, lot cheaper than the 18000 that we're currently sitting at, but not as cheap as I could have. And so I know that regret feeling, and I don't want you to have that regret feeling. So again, not financial advice, but I want to impress upon the people listening that do your own research, make your own decisions. But if you believe in Bitcoin like I believe in Bitcoin, and you know Bitcoin's going to set an, a new all-time high again and again, uh, not just this having cycle, but the 2028 having cycle till Bitcoin goes to the moon one day. Do you have enough sats? Are you going to have enough sats when it costs you $150,000 to buy a Bitcoin? If the answer is no, do yourself a favor and buy the amount of sats you feel comfortable purchasing that will make you happy, that will make you feel secure. And I know not all of us can. The more expensive Bitcoin gets, the harder that gets. But all of us can put away more Bitcoin than we're doing. Uh, so... The one way to do that is DCAing. That's why I'm doing this podcast to demonstrate that even if you only have $20 and even if you can only buy once a week, it does add up fast. You know, in, in less than two years, we've gone from $20 for the Bitcoin to, you know, to uh, millions, 5 million, 5.2 million sats. And we did that just $20 at a time. Just because you DCA doesn't mean you also can't BTFD or stack a few more sats if you, you know, if you, if you get a bonus or have a little bit extra money or you sell that chair you don't need, right? Sell that old car and, and ride around on your moped like, like American Huddle. Uh, just do yourself a favor, man. This is, this is almost your last warning. Bitcoin is getting, Bitcoin might go sideways for a few more months, but it might not. You know, it might go lower. Who knows? We might see $10,000 Bitcoin. But this 18000 might be the last time you see it this cheap, ever. And if it is, Make sure you're in a position where you aren't kicking yourself. That's, that's, all I'm, that's all I'm really trying to say here. All right, real quick, I do want to ask those of you who are out there follow, to following us to follow us on Twitter. If you're not already, the podcast Twitter handle is at BTC Bulletin Pod on Twitter. I would like to increase that Twitter following because the more followers we have, the more likely people are to see our tweets. And the more people see our tweets, the more people are going to get orange-pilled, right? Also, I want to hear what you have to say. So in addition to following us on Twitter, again, that's at BTC Bulletin Pod on Twitter. Comment on some of those posts. Let me know what you think. What do you like about the podcast? What, do you, what would you like to see changed about the podcast, if anything? Uh, if you want to support the podcast, of course, you can tip us on Twitter. Uh, you can also support the podcast directly through Anchor.fm. If you heard the, the blurb that runs at the beginning of most of our podcasts, uh, we are hosted on Anchor.fm, and there is an Anchor.fm support link where you can help support us. The easiest way you can support this podcast, the best way to support this podcast and any podcast, though, is by listening to your favorite podcasting 2.0 app, listening on your favorite podcasting 2.0 app, such as Fountain or Breeze. And one of the things you can do, the neat thing about Fountain is um, that you can earn Satoshis for listening to your favorite podcasts on Fountain. But you can also send a message to your favorite podcast, letting them know what you think. And that message, it's called a boost. That message is in the form of a lightning, a lightning transaction. Uh, so I think the minimum tip, it was 100 sats, maybe it's up to 500 now. It's still just pennies, right? Um, but you can, you can send us a boost. If you do send us a boost, we'll read it on the next episode of the Bitcoin Wallet and Podcast. Again, we're not going to read a shill. 
we're not going to read anything that's get us that's going to get us banned or deplatformed. So there, there, it's within reason we will read your boost on the next episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. But even if you don't boost us, uh, listen on listen on your favorite podcasting app. Listen on uh, your podcast 2.0 app. Make make Fountain your new favorite podcasting 2.0 app because you know you'll earn sats just for listening. Uh, I it depends on the day, um, how many sats are available to be distributed and. Uh, but I mean, some podcasts out there are, are promotions and you can earn like a thousand sats just for listening to a podcast. And then other days you might make 60 sats for listening to a podcast, but you're making free sats, right? And if you appreciate the podcast that you got those sats from, whether it's ours or anyone else's, uh, you can share some of that with the, with the content creator by sending them a boostagram. All right. Basically, that's all I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to keep this short and sweet. I wanted to make sure that you're stacking those sats, that you're continuing to grow that stack. Again, please follow us on Bitcoin Bulletin. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at, at BTC Bulletin Pod. And if you're not on Twitter and you want to say hi or, or send us some advice or let us know what you think, you can also send me an email. The email address for the show is bitcoinbulletin at protonmail.com. Again, that's bitcoinbulletin at protonmail.com. Hopefully, we'll get another episode in before next Wednesday. Uh, we do, however, try to get an episode in every Wednesday. I failed in that regard by about six, by about seven hours now. Um, but I, I did get that stack in. So hopefully if you're stacking with us on Wednesdays and you didn't, and you saw our, our podcast not, hadn't popped up on your feed yet that you went and did your stack anyway. Um, but hopefully we'll see you before then. But if not, we'll see you next Wednesday and every Wednesday for those DCA stack, uh, DCA stack episodes. But until that time, keep on stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers. <laughs>